Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. How to write a mission statement. This is an episode that is a bit different than the others because I am not um, approaching a uh, subject related necessarily to uh, to consulting, but that is really, really important. Mostly if uh, you are an independent contractor or if you want to uh, start or co-own a, uh, consulting, uh, a consulting business. So a mission statement is something that is often, I think, over overlooked. Uh, by um, uh, people who want to start uh, to start businesses, but I do believe that uh, having a mission and having a mission statement written down or properly uh, laid out will help you in all the decisions that you will take in order to uh, progress your um, uh, your business. So in this um, in this episode, I will really talk about how you can how you can go about writing a mission statement. But first of all. What is a mission statement? And I'm going to start by uh, explaining what it is not. <laughs> I don't like necessarily to start explanations like this, but I think in this case it is important because a mission statement is not what you do. It is not your job. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that is revolutionary. The, your mission statement doesn't have to be necessarily, oh, I want to impact uh, 5 billion people. It doesn't have to be big to be a, a mission statement. Um, it's usually a mixture, a mixture, sorry, of what you do and who you are, or it's a mixture of what you do and who you serve. So uh, uh, very often you would have a, a mission statement for a uh, uh, an entrepreneur that is a, uh, a, a woman that, uh, I'm going to take something negative, like a woman that has suffered, uh, domestically, for example, um, she would maybe become her, her mission would be to, uh, uh, be an accountant because she has, uh, accounting, um, uh, accounting skills. Uh, I want to be an accountant for uh, other women that have, uh, uh, suffered, uh, domestic violence. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm completely uh, uh, making it up, but where, where I, what I mean there is that usually the mission is related to something that you have either lived yourself, something that you have seen, or something that you have seen by yourself, and that is a really uh, compelling need for you to solve that problem. It is uh, uh, deeply important for you to solve that problem. Uh, it is so important that you don't need the motivation uh, in order to uh, work on it. Uh, you're intrinsically motivated uh, by by it. So uh, you want to um, you want to save the uh, environment, or I mean, you want to make the environment better. Uh, you want to uh, to help uh, minorities in the financial literacy, or you want to. Um, you, you you want to make sh you want to combat uh, uh, corruption in some uh, government. So it's it's really objectives that are so deep that you don't need uh, external factors to be motivated to work around it. But then your mission can also mention the how you will help in order to how you will help to uh, further your cause. And usually in the how you have to look upon your own skills. And everybody, everybody on this planet has at least one skill. 
one skill in which uh, uh, you are exceptional. Maybe you don't know it, or maybe you know it uh, because people are telling you that, or because you notice that what is easy for you is uh, more difficult for uh, for others, and uh, you don't necessarily acknowledge it. And I know that's something that we have from uh, that's a heritage from our education, because in our education, at least for people that are um, at least my age or my decade, so in the in the thirties, um, we have been educated to pick specific professions, pick specific jobs. And uh, that's where the economy is. We don't have to look at who we are uh, in order to uh, decide uh, which career we, we need to have. But actually, we all have a specific skill. And when you want to uh, at least one specific skill and when you want to realize your mission, it's much better if you choose uh, at least the, 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 the skill in which you're exceptionally good or a skill that that looks easy for you and uh, very difficult for others uh, in order to further your cause for uh, your mission. So another another thing that I want um, uh, that that I want to say is that with regards to your uh, to your mission and it's related to motivation, you will give your all for it. So you will give your best to it. But what it means to give your best because. Um, you will hear some content creators telling you that you have to work 100 hours, you have to work 80 hours, you have to work uh, 60 hours, etc. Are they wrong? I don't know if they are wrong. Uh, there is no wrong or right. I think that to give your best to your mission is something that is completely subjective. Uh, the, um, the the notion of giving your best for someone to to your mission for someone that is uh, seventy five years old versus someone that is fifteen years old versus someone that is twenty five years old, uh, they are all at different stages of their lives. Uh, they are even maybe legal uh, uh, legal ramifications with regards to how much time they could spend working on their uh, on their mission. So it's all different. Whether you work twenty hours a week. 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week on your mission, it's completely up to you. But at least you know that you can give your best and you know that you you don't necessarily count the hours, you don't necessarily count the energy, count the effort that you put into your mission. It's usually other people that are telling you, hey, maybe you can slow down or maybe you can uh, just be more patient about it, etc. So um, that's also something I wanted to say because very often um, there is that... Um, dictatorship of uh, working uh, so mu- so much hours uh, up to up to death in order to prove that uh, it's actually your mission i don't i don't think so the other thing is that the mission doesn't also i said it doesn't have to be revolutionary uh, and it can also be something that i will say quote unquote selfish meaning your mission could be something that um, you say okay i really want to have a private jet i want to um to have a big house for my children. So it can it can look uh, uh, selfish, but if it is your mission, if it is the end, then it is the end. That's it. That's yours. Uh, if, if you don't uh, harm anyone in the process, that's just yours. I, I, I'm totally fine with that, actually. A mission doesn't have to be morally superior to, uh, to uh, the majority of people. It's just your mission. So... In order to uh, further what further my explanation of uh, what the mission statement is, I want to uh, provide you with an example. And uh, it's a great example. Uh, it's an example uh, about someone that uh, unfortunately passed away uh, in November of last year. And that is uh, uh, Tony Sie. 
and I'm sure my uh, pronunciation is uh, not good because I'm pronouncing with a French-speaking accent. I will just spell the name because <laughs> so that I'm sure I'm okay. So you have Tony, T-O-N-Y, and his uh, family name is uh, H-S-I-E-H. Tony was the, no, not the founder, sorry. He was uh, a CEO at Zappos. And Zappos is a shoe, uh, a shoe company. So I will give a bit of uh, a bit of history about uh, about Zappos, and that will uh, help you to uh, to understand uh, where I want to go in terms of explaining the importance of a mission and a mission statement for a company. So Zappos was actually not created by Tony Sier; it was created by uh, Nick Swinmurd, uh, and with Nick Swinmurd, actually the company was very very uh, successful, and. Shortly after uh, its uh, its creation, uh, Tonisier integrated the company uh, and became co-CEO with uh, Nick Swinmurn. And Tonisier uh, was um, actually uh, successful with another person. Uh, the, he did sell to Microsoft uh, a company called Link Exchange, uh, so which was a technology uh, a technology company. And even though he has been hugely successful with that uh, company, actually, I, I'm I'm ref I'm taking back what I said. I say hugely successful. He was not happy, so I don't know if he was hugely successful. He was not happy with how it's uh, 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 how the company grew. So he was financially successful, uh, but he wanted to change something about it uh, when he uh, took over at uh, at Zappos. So basically, the company was a, was an IT company. Uh, which uh, eventually got sold to uh, to to Microsoft for more than two hundred million dollars, uh, US dollars. And uh, but the way uh, the company grew uh, and uh, and the type of environment that was there was um, an environment in which a lot of employees uh, and the co uh, co owners of the company were really motivated by money. And they did, <laughs> they did it. They, they they succeeded in that because that was the motivation. But that was not the end for uh, Tonisier. Therefore, when he took over at Zappos, even though Zappos was also financially successful and become even more successful financially afterwards, he also wanted to uh, creating a culture of uh, happiness uh, in the in the company. So he created a culture of happiness both for the customers and for the employees. So the mission, one part of the mission statement of the company was to say that they want to deliver wow customer service. They also want to, uh, so when I say wow, it's W-O-W, -W. <laughs> like your amazement at uh, at such a great customer service. Uh, the, the other thing is they, they also wanted to have fun and be a little bit weird. And I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to elaborate uh, I'm going to elaborate on that. But one thing that you uh, that you need to know as well is that there is a book uh, that is written by uh, Tonisia and the employees of uh, of Zappos and that is called The Power of Wow. So The Power of WOW and that that book is available on Amazon and why I'm saying Amazon is because the company Zappos had been sold to Amazon in uh, 2009 and um, when it was sold to uh, Amazon, uh, what was good is that it was not a uh, complete 
absorption of the culture as well. So Zappos kept, it did not become Amazon.com slash Zappos. It really stayed Zappos.com. It kept being operated independently with its own culture. So what are the marks of the culture at the company like uh, like Zappos? So for example, for the employees, when you um, were hired at Zappos, one thing that they implemented uh, very quickly is that they... Um, they were open to uh, they, they were open to to, to give you a uh, a training a training that would last for about three to uh, three to four weeks and at the end of the training they have a check the, uh, they have a check sorry and that check uh, is a check of four thousand dollars if the the new employee decides to quit the company he or she gets four thousand dollars that's great so you are paid to leave the company or the employee decides to stay uh, to the company with the company so one of the that's one of the main indicators that the employee is committed to realizing the culture of the company and most of those employees were not employees that were making ten thousand dollars a month um, or so that, uh, I mean, if you, if you make much more than $4,000 a month, you're more likely to turn it down anyway. But the, these were employees that were working in uh, warehouses, in call centers. So for some of them, it could be close to their, uh, monthly, uh, uh their monthly salary. So that was one funny way in which they, uh, they, uh, wanted to, uh, test the culture at, uh, at Zappos. Another thing is in terms of customer service, when they were serving customers, if uh, a customer had a problem with the delivery of a shoe, the person, the age, the customer service agent was allowed to look at other websites, websites of competitors to tell the client, okay, you can get other shoes uh, at this store or this store or this store. I mean, and those shoes were not necessarily Zappos ones. So that's the, that's the thing that is a bit funny, but when they call deliver a customer service that is wow, it's really putting the customer first uh, completely. And sometimes uh, you would think rationally that it goes at the expense of the company. But actually that extra service, that extra commitment to culture made Zappos uh, something that is completely unique. And I know that today they still have that unique culture. And unfortunately, uh, rest in peace because uh, Tony Sia actually passed away in uh, November of uh, of last year. Um in a um, in, in a fatal uh, little domestic uh, domestic accident. Um, I'm gonna put in the show notes some links about uh, what I mentioned about uh, about Zappos. I do believe that it is a fantastic fantastic story. Now, how do you apply the mission statement to to yourself? How would you apply it to your career, to to your business, to yourself? How do you apply it? So I was talking about uh, about the importance of. Um, the fact that the the mission statement is a mixture between uh what you do and uh, and and what you are and i still believe it is uh it is this and i have applied it for myself and what i mean by that is that i have um, i do have a i do have a company uh it's called uh, uh, erp happy so the letter erp and the um, the adjective happy and our mission statement is a combination of what we do and who we want to serve. So our mission statement is really to use our skills in digital transformation 
So skills such as uh, being able to pilot a uh, CRM implementation project. We work mostly with, uh, with HubSpot, uh, and or uh, piloting a, um, doing an ERP, uh, implementation for. So we use our skills in digital transformation f- to serve organizations that actively contribute to a better world, um, on a global scale. So basically what we are saying, I'm going to rephrase it. So our mission statement is to use our digital transformation skills to serve organizations that contribute to the, to the building of a better world. So what, what, uh, when you want to decipher the, the definition, I was talking about the first part of the definition. So I was talking about the use of your, uh, skills in digital transformation. So that, that's how you can, uh, effectively contribute because yes, you want to further a cause, but you need to be, if you want to feel fulfilled, you, you need to be talented into something or you need to have a skill into something so that you can really further the cause. The other thing is that we work with organizations. So we don't necessarily work with people, but an organization can be an organization of one. <laughs> That's the thing. So we don't work with, um, uh, like, uh, yeah, people, people as an ent- legal entity, but more organizations that, as a legal entity. So if you have a, a, a company of one, five, 10,000 people, this is still organizations that we can uh, work with. But those organizations actively contribute to, uh, to the building of a better world. So um, there are uh, industries maybe we, we don't work with. There are uh, uh, profiles of, uh, of people that uh, we, uh, we particularly uh, uh, want to work with. So mostly people, and, and that when I say profile is not a, a physical thing or a, a demographic, purely demographic, uh, ethnic background uh, thing is more a um, vision and value profile that uh, correspond to, uh, to what we like. And building a better world, the, the use of the world, of the word world is to say that we are working from a global perspective. So we are based in Montreal, uh, and based so in, uh, in Canada, in the province of Quebec, but we could work with uh, companies that are anywhere, uh, around the globe. Also, uh, the, 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 the people here, uh, we have a different background. So I am myself the product of three continents. So I am, uh, I have my roots in Burundi, in East Africa. I am, I grew up in Belgium and now I live in, uh, in Canada. And uh, there is a bit the same uh, for uh, for our uh, for my colleague basically in the in the company. The other ingredient that we that you can add to your mission statement is from your company name or from the brand names the brand names that uh, you you use to sell or your your services or products. So what do I mean by that? Is when I take the name of my uh, of my company ERP Happy. So it's two words. The first word is ERP, and it's directly related to our expertise, uh, what we do, uh, what type of services that we sell. So it's related to business management software because ERP means enterprise resource planning. I know that it's mostly uh, known from people that are already a bit in the jargon, but that's basically the integrated database, integrated software that you use to run your operations. And if you want to talk about an ERP that is mostly focused on um, everything that is related to customer, we call it a CRM. So a customer relationship management software. That's what we do. That's our expertise. Then what type of experience do we want to provide for our team members internally and for um, for our customers and even for partners in general? We want them to be happy. 
And also uh, because on uh, a lot of uh, IT companies or uh, consulting companies, you, you, you have those very, I want to say, uh, serious names. Um, so whichever, uh, whichever name, so the name, the first name or the last name of the person, um, slash services or slash solutions, etc. That's usually the type of names that you see for consulting companies. I wanted to have something different. I wanted to attach a positive emotion to a very serious service that is provided. Very serious, very meticulous, um, that usually take quite some time to be properly implemented, but let's associate a very positive emotion about it. That also says something about the mission that you try to fulfill. So your mission statement is not only um, uh, mentioned or not only um, uh, enunciated, if I can say it like that, through a, a pure mission statement. It can also be done, be communicated through your company name or uh, the brand names uh, that you use to sell your product or your services. So uh, this is how uh, I do think that we can write the mission statement. So uh, you use your skills to uh, further a certain cause uh, in order to serve a certain type of uh, organizations or a uh, certain type of, uh, of people. And uh, when you find that sweet spot between uh, using your skill to serve uh, really who you want to serve in the way you want to serve the goal you uh, you, you you want to achieve uh, usually you're intrinsically motivated you you know how to um, you don't need external factors to be uh, uh, to be motivated and uh, you you don't necessarily count your effort etc and usually you get into a more uh, happy place <laughs> so uh, I do think that it is uh, uh, that it is important therefore, uh, that was a bit my explanation about uh, how to write a mission statement. I hope that it has uh, that it has helped you, and uh, that maybe you can uh, you will want to do the exercise for your, by yourself. And in if you want to be, to do this exercise, there is actually a link uh, that is that uh, that will be put in the show notes uh, if you want to uh, do that exercise. Is um, the link is at erphappy.com slash mission statement. So uh, M I W S I O N statement S T A T E M E N T, and there there is a form uh, that you can uh, that you can fill in in which you can uh, put uh, your uh, mission statement and make a state really what is your mission. So I would be very happy to uh, to know a bit uh, to, when I hear when I don't know the listeners I don't know who is listening right now. Therefore, uh, I would like to uh, know get to know you a bit better if you want to uh, uh, fill in this form. That would be very very appreciated. It's a very short one, so uh, it should not take uh, too much uh, too much time as well. So thank you uh, very much because you have uh, listened uh, thus far uh, to the episode, and we will. Uh, Listen again uh, next week. No, not next week. Actually, in three days, uh, you will have another episode uh, because it will be a review of how the first quarter of 2021 went for me. So thank you very much. And let's get back in touch again during the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandecoura.